stuck in my ways I'm stuck in the house for most of the day I'm chasing my dreams and running away All right, welcome to another episode of Hey Mark, the podcast where I, Mark, get to have open and authentic conversations about things like mental health, you know, pushing past adversities, whether that be in your personal life, your work life, any entrepreneurial stuff you're going through, mental or physical health. But at the end of the day, I'm just trying to push forward some good vibes into the universe and try and get to that pursuit of happiness right alongside you guys. Now, if you're brand new to this content, that's what you can expect to hear. So feel free to follow this journey with me and hear different perspectives from different individuals that have pushed past different struggles. I myself dealt with a lot of mental health issues growing up and that's my motivation to start this project in the first place. Now if you are someone who's heard this kind of stuff before and you're just visiting back or following this journey with me, thank you so much for that support and letting other people know that they are not alone either. And the only thing I ask for in return for this kind of stuff is just to refer it to a friend, refer it to someone who might be struggling with something, refer it to somebody that maybe has struggled with something in the past, or someone that just wants to carve their life into a better direction. At the end of the day, all I'm trying to do is really just help people out understanding that they're not alone with their struggles and there's a way out. There's always a way to kind of improve the situation that you're in. So without further ado, let's jump in and I got to chat with Matt Chima, who's also starting up a podcast and YouTube channel coming up pretty quick, which I'll actually be a guest on as well. So let's jump into this conversation and I hope you guys enjoy it just as much as I did. Bang, we are recording. What's going on? I am here with Matt Chima. You can find him on Instagram. It's at Matt Chima, right? Yes, sir. M-A-T-T-C-H-E-E-M-A. Yes. Wicked. Well, why don't you give yourself a little bit of an introduction? We'll jump into kind of like what we were just talking about with your project coming up. But just tell people like, I just told them where they could find you on Instagram, but where else they could find you and what you've been up to, man. I appreciate it, Mark. It's a, it's a privilege to be on your show. Um, I'm, I'm really excited for this. The reason why uh, I think we even got connected in the first place was I saw I saw that you had a podcast and I saw that you were trying to speak your voice and make a difference out there. And I totally resonated with that. So I was like, man, I got to get connected with this guy. And then next thing you know, I'm on your show. And then I know that you're coming on my show uh, next weekend, which I'm really excited about as well. So I got a couple things in the works. My name is Matt Shima. I'm born and raised in Vancouver, BC. And um, I'm right now I'm running a financial company. I got a couple of other companies that are that are in the works. You can find me on mo- mostly Instagram for right now, but like very, very shortly, we got a YouTube channel coming out, a podcast coming out. I got a little bit of inspiration from Mark. You, you know, you got me uh, uh, a little bit, a little bit excited to go and get into this, into this space a little further. So that's, that's going to be coming out very soon, but for now you can definitely connect with me on Instagram and Facebook and that's where you can find me at. Nice, man. And so what's, uh, if, without like kind of spilling the beans or telling people everything about it, because I want them to tune in for your first like few episodes and really get a feel for it. But like, what, what kind of things will you be chatting about, if you don't mind me asking? Absolutely. It's going to be, so it's going to be called Elevate to Excellence. And what the, what the goal is with this, with this show and with this podcast is we want to bring the people from around the city that are doing the most and that, that, that are, that are following a different path than the path most traveled and ones that have really 
you know, broken the chains and, and really made a name for themselves. People that are, that are on the come up, I guess you could say. And I wanted to bring people from all different backgrounds, whether it's uh, fashion or entrepreneurship or, you know, somebody that's doing well in school, uh, whatever, whatever that may be. I want to get different people for different backgrounds and different stories on the show and uh, get them to share their stories and get them to share the challenges that they went through in life. And hopefully that'll be, that'll be, you know, valuable information for people to hear and, and get them into a better mindset, especially during this whole pandemic, right? There's a lot of fear out there. And so I want to bring people onto the show to hopefully give some inspiration to people that say, you know what, this person similar background as me they're a couple steps ahead of me in life you know maybe i really can do it maybe i can convince myself to get to get to that next path and to get to maybe go after that goal that i was always thinking about that i never really had the courage to go after and so that's that's kind of the goal is to bring people that that are that are doing some really cool things and that are on the way uh to success i guess you could say and then hopefully that will lift the the overall consciousness of the people and uh and give some inspiration on there. so that, that's what the goal is and I, and I see you doing that with your show too so i'm excited to be here once again yeah man it sounds like our energies are kind of similar that way like uh i guess the purpose of what we're trying to do if you don't mind me asking like what between like because if you're doing like finances like i'm assuming you're helping people out with that and now you're wanting to do kind of like this venture as well what makes you kind of like want to aid people in either like achieving their goals or seeing them more clearly, like what, what kind of makes you interested in that? I think for me, Mark, it's, 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 it's all a bit, it's all a bit about, I'm, I'm grateful to have mentors in my life and I'm grateful to be, you know, blessed with some pretty good associations. I didn't always have that, but I'm at a spot now where I can say I have some pretty good influences in my life that have really helped me along the path that I'm on. And I really feel like that people, don't always get that chance. And so the reason why I wanted to start this podcast is sometimes we look at somebody, right? Like you can read a book or you can watch a podcast or a YouTube show. And the person that you're listening to, you know, these are wildly successful people, but they're 20, 30 years ahead of you in life. And sometimes it can be hard to resonate with somebody like that and relate to them and think, oh, well, you know, I, I could be like this person or I could be like that. It could be, it could be hard to find that person to really relate to when they're that far ahead in the game. Mm -hmm. And so I, I saw that there's sometimes that gap, there's that missing link between, you know, here's where I'm at. There's nobody in my life right now that, that, that could, that's really helping me in a positive way, gets where I want to go. So this is hopefully like bringing people on the show that are not, not that far ahead in the game that you see in these, on these famous entrepreneurs and, you know, successful people shows, but it's more of like people that are a few steps ahead. And so that's, that, that's why I really wanted to do that. Um, I've always had a natural and a natural, a natural desire to, to help people. And I saw that as I was progressing in personal development and self-help and the journey that I've been on, how much has changed me. One of the, one of the goals that I have is to just influence people and help people. And so that's, I feel like that's been my calling for a while. And the reason why I haven't started it up until this point is probably a little bit of fear and probably a little bit of like, you know, I, I'm afraid of what people are going to think about me. I don't know what people are going to, you know, say about this. I think it's a fear that a lot of people go through. And then finally, I reached a point. Um, I know you're on the 75 hard program, but when I, when I did that a few months back, I was like, I'm going to do this because I want to help other people. And but, 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 but 
before I can help other people, I'm, I'm going to make sure that I help myself. And so I said, I made a promise. I said, if I do this challenge and I finish it, then I'm going to go and I'm going to start my online, my online plans, my, my, my show, my, my podcast, you know, the Instagram, everything like that. So now that I did it and I finished it, I got to keep that promise to myself. And then we're going to go from there and see how it goes. Beauty, man. And so like, um, in regards to 75 hard, like, how did you hear about it? Have you been listening to Andy Frazilla for a while now? Or did someone like recommend it to you? Yeah, yeah. One of my, so one of my mentors, he's somebody that's been in, in proximity um, for, for a little while now. His, his name is Ed Milet. I don't know if you've checked out Ed Milet at all. Um, but he's, he's really, really good friends with uh, Andy. And he has one of the top podcasts out there. Um, one of the top YouTube shows, highly recommend him. He has some really, really cool people on his shows too. Um, but Ed, he had, he, he has, a he has a coaching program with Andy and that's how I heard about Andy. They have something called the Arte Syndicate where they coach okay, yeah. wildly successful entrepreneurs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard and, of that. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's something that eventually would be cool to get into, right? Once we, mm. once we get a little bit up there, but Andy, so I started following Andy Andy came up with 75 hard. Um, last year, I actually heard about it when he first released it. And this was back in, I think, March, April 2019. Mm -hmm. And so funny thing is, Mark, I, I tried it a couple times last summer, but I, I, I failed. I didn't do it. I didn't. I, and I, and, and the, the, me failing, it, it stuck with me for the whole year. And I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe like I tried it and I failed and I didn't go and I and finished it. And so I had that like lingering with me all the way up until this point in time. And then when we got into the lockdown, I was like, I got to get this. I got to go and do this now. Like there's no better time to go and do a challenge than while we're, while we're in quarantine, while we're at home, like I'm either going to get fit or I'm going to get fat. So I might as well go get fit. And that was, that was the reason why I hopped back on that. That's sick, man. Did you like tell people you were doing the challenge at all? Either time? Sorry about that. No, no, no. You're yeah, all good. Man. Yeah. I, uh, I did. I did. I, I told people that I was doing it the first couple times and um, they saw me fail, obviously. And so that, you know, that, that was one of the hardest things right there. Cause when you tell people your goals, you know, it's, it's more of an accountability that way. Right. It's like, well, if, if I don't do it, not only do, do I fail myself, but I also fail the people that I told that I, that I told I was going to do it. And so not only did I, did I do it to accomplish it, but it was also to show people that like, yeah, like I can do it as well. Like, and I want them to know that when I make a decision, I'm, I'm committed to it. You know what I mean? hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's why I was asking. Like, I wonder, like, it was going to see like if there was a difference, like if you told people both times or just like the first time or just the second time, what did you feel like was the difference? Like the main difference between the time that you like kind of failed? Cause I'm like almost a third way through and there's been a few times where I'm like looking at a candy bar or like, <laughs> that's the biggest thing for me was like the nutrition, just cutting out the cheat meals because he talks about in his podcast, he's like, you know, like everyone thinks like once a week, twice a week, it's cool to have a cheat meal, but like your results come way faster when you don't. And that was totally me, man. Like I was definitely like a big cheat meal on the Saturdays, man, like every Saturday, but then it turned into all day Saturday, I could eat whatever I wanted. Right. And it compounds like every little action compounds. So that's like the hardest thing for me. But like, what did you find 
like when you did try and you haven't and you didn't succeed just as like a tip for me man like what what worked <laughs> for you and what didn't work absolutely absolutely um great question man and, and to to relate to you the food was the most challenging thing for me as well most challenging thing i, I think the first thing that i did to, to really make sure that i did it this time was i attached a huge why to the challenge and so i knew why i was really doing it i feel like i feel like the first couple times i did it i was more interested rather than committed and it sounded cool it sounded cool to me to be able to do this challenge and you know go through it but i didn't really have like a burning desire to really want to do the challenge i didn't really know why i wanted to do the challenge i think i was doing it more for other people and recognition rather than you know myself and so this time coming around that the first thing you did was i attached a huge why um and so those when those tough days came when i wanted to eat the candy bar when i wanted to break the diet um, I, I went back to that and I, I, I attached that why so deeply into my identity and I attached this challenge into my identity. So I was at a point where I was like, if I don't do this, I don't know who I am. And maybe that's healthy. Maybe that's not. But I think for me, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a stubborn mind sometimes. And so I have to be a little bit extreme with it. But one thing I realized, Mark, is like getting onto this challenge uh, before, before the challenge, I wasn't. Like I, I wasn't eating the best diet, just, just being honest with you. I didn't have, I didn't have many disciplines. I didn't have many restrictions on myself. I didn't really have any goals in nutrition and health at that time. And for me, who was, you know, always an athlete growing up and always fit in the gym and always, you know, active and taking care of my body, I wasn't really happy with who I was in that, in that aspect of my life. And so this challenge was kind of, you know, for me to get back on pace and to really start progressing in those areas of my life. And so one of the things I realized hopping on to go back to the nutrition aspect is how much I used to rely on food to supplement the emptiness that I was feeling inside of me. Like I would, I, I was so surprised. Like I would, I realized that every time I felt low, every time I felt, you know, unfulfilled or upset or frustrated or angry or any of these negative emotions, I would resort to food. Right. Some people even, would, man, if when I get mean? bored, like yeah. just like bored, I have free time. I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll snack. Like, yeah. Yeah. And if it's around and if, and if I'm available, it's like, why not? Mm. Why not? Right. And then it fills that sort of, instant gratification that temporary you know satisfaction and we always know when we eat the candy bar or when we whatever cheat meal it is that we like we don't feel the greatest afterwards right the the the, the we get it as we're as we're biting and as we're you know chewing and eating it right and so me being on 75 hard i honestly don't think mark like i went 75 days doing anything in my life consistently like i don't think there's been a point in my time where i've done one thing every single day for 75 days and so what that really helped me do uh going through it was um getting getting all those all those out outlets that i was using in, in terms of food whatever it may be I, I i worked on those and i was able to heal those and now i don't rely on food to fill any sort of void that I may feel like is missing at that time. So that, that really helped me with that to go through it. Like, I think when you reach the halfway point, it just becomes a part of your lifestyle, the 75 hard program. And it's, and, and you get to a point where you're like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to fail. I don't even, I don't even think about cheating anymore. I don't even, 
I don't even crave these old cravings anymore. I think what, what happened for me was really like, I, I used to be somebody that, that didn't have discipline with food. I used to be somebody that wasn't plant-based. I went plant-based on it and I still am plant-based. And, and coming out of the challenge, people were like, you know, you must, be, you must be so happy you can eat meat now. You must be so happy that you can go and eat cheat meals now. And it, I actually didn't have a drink of alcohol or a cheat meal until at least seven to 10 days afterwards because I just didn't even, I didn't even crave it. It made sense. I don't know if you're at that point yet, but it, it might, it, it'll probably get to that point where you're like, it's just not me anymore. It's just not who I see myself. It's, so it was really an identity shift and I'm really happy that I did finish it. So hopefully that's enough for you to be like, yeah, go ahead and finish it. Go ahead yeah. and finish it. How's it been for you? So yeah, uh, for people that don't know what we're talking about, I kind of have the rules pinned up right beside me all the time. I've got it like literally four different sheets pinned up in my room so I don't forget to do anything. <laughs> but it's uh, a program designed to like develop discipline and accountability uh, if you haven't heard of it, it's from a guy named Andy Frizilla, and he runs like the supplement company first for him. He's got his podcast, whatever. I'm just doing like a plug that nobody really cares about. Um, but the rules that you have to follow every single day are follow a diet uh, to your choice. It just has to be structured and set to a goal. Uh, work out twice a day for 45 minutes. One of them has to be outside. Absolutely no alcohol or cheat meals. Take a progress picture every single day, drink a gallon of water every single day, and read 10 pages of a book every single day. And then if you fail to meet that criteria, you got to start over at day one, and it's a 75-day program. I'm not saying this all so that like I'm saying I recommend this program for everybody. I don't, I don't think it is for everybody, to be honest. And I don't think that everyone really needs to do a program like this. I'm doing it for myself because... I, like you, felt like I didn't have enough discipline in certain areas of my life. And I don't really see this as like a fitness challenge or like a, a health challenge or anything like that. I view it as like kind of like a discipline challenge. And, you know, there's a lot of things I've wanted to do in my life, but I've always kind of put them off and I'm like, hey, I'll do it later. And so this is the, this was kind of like my attempt to crack down on those kind of behaviors. So I'm... In the 75 days, I'm on day 21 right now. So I'm doing all right. And one personality shift, bro, I actually have noticed. This is actually something funny, and you said the same thing. Now, when I started it, I pretty much did it on a whim. When I heard about it last year, listening to his podcast, I was like, that sounds like a stupid program, man. I'm not doing it. And then this year, I was like – man, I'm really lacking discipline. Like, I wish there was a way to train that. And I was like, dude, I wrote that off, man. Like, I completely wrote that program off because I thought it sounded too stupid or too intense. And I just didn't really value a lot of the little things like to read 10 pages a day or drink a gallon of water a day. But I was like, man, I got to do something because I'm tired of just like saying I'm going to do things and then I never do them. So I told like two or three of my buddies that I knew were like, wanting to do something similar i was like look i found this program like a year ago i wrote it off but now i'm willing to give it a shot i and i messaged them i was like if you guys want we'll create like a little group chat on whatsapp and we can all do this program together we'll all start on monday and they were both down for it so i feel like it's kind of nice that i'm doing it with like two other guys but 
this is where I was going with this. Sorry. I talked to my buddy, right? I, I hit my friend up. His name's Sergeant. And I texted him while we're doing this. And I said, hey, man, at the end of this 75 days, when we can like eat like regular food again, instead of like going for dinner, going to a restaurant and just pigging out like all you can eat sushi or McDonald's or something like that. I was like, why don't we get together and just like kind of like make like a little potluck, like we can like make ourselves dinner and like make like a huge dinner to celebrate, like just like, you know, just like make like an actual meal because doing this program, I feel like, dude, I'm cooking so much more. And Mm. it's like, you know, you might as well learn new recipes. If you're cooking like every single day, like what are you going to do? Eat the same thing every day. Yeah. You can do that for like three weeks and then you're like, okay, this is it, man. Like I need something new to chew on. So I told him, I was like, dude, we'll learn some new recipes. And then at the end of it, like you cook a meal, I cook a meal, we bring it together and then we'll just have like a little potluck to celebrate. And I was like, I was like, I don't even, yeah, it was a cool shift in like my personality because the first three weeks I was like, dude, the second I'm done this, I'm going all you can eat sushi. I'm having pizza. I'm having wings. I'm having, you know, burgers. I'm having fries, onion rings. And now I'm like, dude, I just want to enjoy like an actual meal, sit down with people instead of eating out of a Tupperware, you know, like. (laughs) 100% One hundred percent, and you've been you've been managing that while while having such an insane schedule too, hey? Yeah, dude. It's uh, I'm kind of on the on the grind right now, dude. I I told myself, you know, because I've got two jobs going right now, mm-hmm. and I pretty much told myself I'm gonna do this like little stretch of uh, of working every single day as long as I can. Once I notice that like my energy is depleting and my mood is going down, and I'm starting to burn out then I could think about rearranging my schedule a bit more. But as of right now, I don't know whether it's like kind of the energy from 75 hard or just like kind of feeling like I'm being productive or maybe just because I enjoy my jobs more, but like my energy level doesn't seem to be suffering. I feel good. And like that comes like genuinely from the bottom of my heart, man. Like I feel good right now. It's like the first time I felt like this in a long time, man. That's so amazing. That's so amazing to hear. And I, I, I can completely attest to that too. Being off, I'm going on to the next part of the program, actually starting today, phase one. Uh, I dropped off that a couple of times because it's one of the most intense things like ever. And because you got to do, you got to do eight critical tasks every single day. So you got to decide like at the end of the day, what your eight tasks are, are going to be tomorrow. So not only do you have to do everything in 75 hard, but on top of that, eight like, eight points, whatever it is, whether it's meditate an hour, make 12 sales calls, whatever it is, you got to do eight tasks. And so um, for me, the reason why I failed on that was the, was simply the time management and not having enough time in the day and going to bed thinking that, okay, well, if I get three hours of sleep tomorrow, I don't even know what's going to happen to me. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to do eight tasks again tomorrow. And so there's that, that inner battle the whole time. But going back to what I was saying, Mark, is when I was on, we think that we think that the destination is sweeter than the journey, always, right? We're 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 programmed to think that way, and I still think that way. But when I think about where I am now, and how I feel, and how I felt when I was on the grind doing seventy-five hard, I was happier and more fulfilled and more excited on the journey. 
as corny as that sounds because everybody we always get told appreciate the journey love the journey you know all that and and me, my mentality back then was like oh screw the journey i just want to arrive already right and mm -hmm. and but that 75 really showed me that i was the most happy with myself when i was doing the things and progressing in all those areas and so um i i just really learned to appreciate the journey now and it's, it's really helps my mindset shift and I realized that while we're, while we're, there was a quote, I think it was by Jocko Willick or, or somebody, somebody along those lines. And he said, discipline leads to freedom. And, and that, that really, that really was something that I understood being on the 75 part program and how, how free you feel uh, through the discipline actions that you continuously make on it. So it was just, it, it was just amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm at like um, a point where I feel super free right now just because I'm pretty time constrained a lot of the time. But yeah. one, one thing I am feeling is like more of a sense of self-control. Like I feel like I'm a lot more in control of not just like my, like my actions, but like more like my energy and but kind of my confidence because there's been so many times where you know, someone's like, hey, do you uh, like, because I work in a, a restaurant, we have a bar there. So it's like, hey, do you want to have a drink? Or, hey, do you want to stay after work? Or people offer to grab me a drink after work? Or there's tons of different scenarios where people like will offer you food. And it's like, I feel just more in control when I'm able to just say no, instead of just like react to what happens to me. And just, mm -hmm. you know, like sometimes you just you go to work and then maybe you don't want to eat the meal that you've packed. So you just order one, right? Like you just order lunch, you order dinner. Right. So it's like, man, I feel like I'm more in control and like less reactive to the world around me. I'm kind of just like living a little bit more with intention, which makes me feel a bit more comfortable every day, man. Like I feel happier that way. So I hear that. Let me ask you this. When you, when you get offered a, a drink or, or something that you can't do right now being on the challenge, and you say no, what's the reaction usually from that, from that other person? Have you had any experiences where they're like, oh, like, you know? <laughs> I've had, uh, like, I've, it's maybe only, like, I'm on day 22. So it's happened maybe, like, three or four times where, uh -huh. yeah, like, say someone asks me to go for lunch or dinner or, like, one of my friends or even, yeah, like, someone at work. I've had a couple reactions, like depending on like the person that it is, a close buddy of mine has asked me to go for dinner. And then I was like, look, no, I can't, man. I'm on this program. And, and he's like, no, dude, I totally get it, man. I'll, I'll talk to you in a little, like, just let me know when you can go and then we'll go out then. And I was like, wicked dude. Thank you. And then I've had people just kind of be like, what, what do you mean that program? And I would explain to them what it is. And they're like, why would you do that? Yeah, like why, like, why would you do that? <laughs> and then, yeah, just that's kind of like the general reaction. I had one person just be like, yo, that's really badass. Like, I had one person be like, that's really badass, man. Nice. So that felt pretty cool. But we'll see if I complete it, man. I'm not even a third into it yet. Is this, and this is your first, this is your first ever attempt at it? Yeah, but I've done something like I've done a couple things that were similar to this before that without even knowing it. So I like, yeah, I say it's my first attempt at this because all the other programs I had, I had like either one rest day a week or one cheat meal a week.
but I have done programs that are similar to this, just not like the full thing. Like this is like all in, man. Yeah. Yeah. It really is all in. It really is all in. It's, it's, it's cool. It's you got to be on every day. Otherwise, like, do you like my biggest anxieties, even though the food is the hardest part, my biggest anxieties in the back of my head all day is have I drank enough water? And did I take my picture? Like I never take that picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. I remember there's a couple of days where I, I went to bed and I, I literally had a nightmare and woke up in the middle of the night thinking that I didn't take a picture. And then some, some, like, yeah, it just, it, it consumes you. You're right about that. And I think there was a couple of days I forgot to end the, I forgot to end the day with the progress pick, but then I forgot that I take pics throughout the day. Like as I'm doing my day, like if I'm working out, I take a pic. If I'm, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever it may be. And so I would forget to intentionally take a pic. And then I realized that I did take a pic and then it's just like, it's just a game sometimes. It's it's a mind game, but it's yeah. it's really cool. It's really cool. I remember um, similarly to you. It sounds like you have some pretty positive reactions from your friends. Like there's there's certain friends of mine that are like that. Then there's certain friends of mine that are like, dude, screw it, just drink with me, right? And so there's a couple of times where I'm at, I was at a house party, and bad idea to go when you're on seventy five hard. Never do this, by the way. Okay. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> so, I'm kind of a don like I'm. I'm kind of aggressive that way, but sorry, carry on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I was trying to stay away from all that. And, um, and it was one of my like good friends. And so I, 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 it was one of those situations where I had to go and show my respect. And then I get there, he's drinking and all his buddies are drinking. They're like, Matt, you look great. Where have you been? I was like, yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been, you don't want to know where I've been. All right. Let's yeah. just leave that. <laughs> I've been to hell. Yeah. And so, they're like, well, fuck, come and drink with us, right? So I don't know if I can swear on here. No, yeah, um, say whatever you want, man. I don't give a shit. Cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> we're, getting, we're just getting started then. Yeah. And then, uh, and then they're like, screw it. Just come drink with us. Like, have a shot. I was like, no, I can't. I can't do it. And, and being able to say no was something that I wasn't able to do as much in the past either. And like you said, like, just kind of, you know, reacting to your environment and, Usually when, when I say, when I say no, I'm afraid of what they're going to think. I'm afraid of how they're going to react. They may see me in a different way. Oh, who's this guy? Who does he think he is? Why is he not, you know, and why, why is he always trying to be different? But what I realized is that when I was true to myself, when I said, no, I'm on this challenge, I can't do it. I thought it was going to be a negative reaction, maybe similar to you. And, um, but what it, what it turns out was they were like, wow, like respect respect like like good for you like i don't know if i would be able to do that myself and i was like well it took me a while to get to this point but you know it's it's something that i just told myself i gotta do and i have to finish it and so i w- i was really impressed by some of the people that, that that really do appreciate you know somebody that's chasing their goal and, and, and striving towards that so it was it was a good experience yeah man 100 percent. i i I was going to say I'm a little bit more aggressive that way, but I've just kind of been like thinking about it. And I was like, I feel like I I was a little bit like more blessed in the sense that like my friends already kind of know that I don't drink very often, like anyways, just because, Mm -hmm. well, two reasons. A, I have troubles limiting myself with anything I do. I'm kind of an extremist that way. When I find that I'm enjoying something, I enjoy the hell out of it. So like if you... 
You give me a button to push that says joy on it, I will keep pushing that thing until it's broken. And uh, so, like, that's kind of one reason why. The other reason why is, like, it's only fun for so long, and then it hits me really hard. I get hit with a huge wave of, like, negativity, depression, anxiety, and it just kind of ruins my day for the next, like, day and a half. So mm -hmm. I... I kind of came to that realization a couple of years ago. I feel like everyone's got their own reactions to different substances and some things that other people enjoy are not going to be things that you enjoy. It's just like a little bit different. So my friends kind of understand I don't really like to drink. So this isn't like a thing, but I feel like the food thing is more like what they're choked about because they like, like me and my buddies, like going out, having bite to eat kind of deal. Right. So yeah, totally, totally. And for somebody that does drink, like I was, I, I don't think I, I probably started drinking when I was, I don't know, 14, 15 socially, right. Yeah. Coming out of middle school, going into high school. And I don't even think, which is really sad by the way, like, I don't think <clears throat> since I've started drinking socially, uh, I don't think I went 75 days since I started without drinking. And, and that showed me like how much is just embedded into our, into our society, into our culture, and getting off the liquor, not saying that I had a problem with it, I would drink when I would go out and socialize, yeah. but just that aspect, Mark, changed my mood in so many ways, changed my energy in so many ways, like being off substances like that, um, way more happiness, you know, not waking up groggy, not taking a day and a half after you drink, like, like you said, right, like you can... It can, it can, it can, it can cause a downward spiral. Cause what happens is if I have intentions of, 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 of achieving a goal and now I go out and I do something like drink and get drunk on the night and I'm taking myself away from what I really want to do. Not only am I unhappy after I, after I drink, because I knew I shouldn't have done that, but now I feel the physical effects of drinking. And so the next day I wake up, and I'm like, oh my God, why did I do that last night? Never drinking again. How many times do we say that? I'm never drinking again. And then what happens is now we get into a negative spiral of thoughts. And when I start thinking these first negative thoughts, I start feeling negative and I start feeling upset. And then when I start feeling upset, more negative thoughts come in. And if I don't have the willpower to get myself out of that loop, it can totally throw somebody off. And it has thrown me off in the past. And so getting off that for 75 days changed my relationship completely with food and completely with alcohol, which I'm really, I'm really grateful for. for have, sure. you, have you read the book, the upward spiral? I have not. I have not. Who's the bite? Uh, hold on one sec. Hold on one sec. I'll write that down. It is by Dr. Alex Corb, I just cracked it open yesterday. So I got yesterday was like my first 10 pages. It looks like this. Okay. But uh, yeah, you can see all my post-it notes that mark 10 pages every single day. So I just crack it to the post-it note. Man. Oh, nice. <laughs> but nice. Uh, that, this book, I'm, I'm 25 pages deep now. I'm two days into it. So I'm enjoying it quite a bit, but they does kind of talk exactly about what you're talking about right now is like, you know, for me, I wake up pretty anxious when I drink because I'm a little bit of a loudmouth, man. I, I'm a talker, right? So especially once I start drinking, my lips get a little bit more loose. 
there's less of a I actually had a buddy that said there's kind of just a straight pipe from my brain to my mouth dude like there's no filter it just funnels, <laughs> it just funnels it right out so I uh I always wake up and I'm like oh god what did I say to people man did I embarrass myself did I offend anyone did I insult anybody like there's uh there's definitely been times where I just like definitely make an ass out of myself man so I always usually wake up first thing I do is text my buddies. I'm like, who did I piss off last night? Like, that's like how I, that's like my initial reaction when I'm hungover. Like, that's how, like, I don't know why I'm like this, man. I just get super anxious. I guess I know why, because I just explained it, but I, uh, yeah. And I carry that anxiety for like a day and a half, two days. It takes me sometimes to snap out of it because it just continues on throughout my day. It just continues on and it gets worse. It's like a snowball, right? It is. It is. It's a, it's a dangerous snowball. You know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not health. It's not healthy and it's not, it, it's not good to look at yourself in that negative light and to, and to condemn yourself, right. And to, and to hold yourself hostage in your own mind and just letting the mind take over. It's, it's something that, yeah, I, I, I was at a point in my life too, a few years ago when every single weekend we're drinking, we're drinking a lot and, and we think that it's normal. And we think that it's cool. And the reason why I was doing it was to be cool, right? Quote, unquote, cool. And then all of a sudden we start drinking for the wrong reasons. And when you're drinking for the wrong reasons, that's where some of those inner demons can really come out. And, and, and I, I definitely went through those anxiety moments waking up as well. Like I don't even remember parts of last night. You know, I don't even, I don't even remember this conversation that I apparently had with somebody. Oh, and, 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 and yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Right. And it's like, wow, like, is that really what, is that really what I should be doing? Is that really what, you know, not saying that you can't have fun, but it's, it's, what's the, re- it's, the question is why, the question is why, why are you drinking so much? Why are you, why are you partying excessively? Right. Is it to really have fun or is it something, something that you're trying to unleash from yourself? Something that you're trying to maybe get away from? in yourself and the self-realization i guess yeah dude and i think like in my head the the another thing that i i realized is like you know sometimes like it's it's really embedded into our culture like you said and it's not like i'm sober bro i'm not out here trying to preach that like you shouldn't drink i just know myself right like i just know myself and I know the way that I drink. I know the way that I am with anything that I like. I just, like I said, I will smash that, right? Like, it, that is how I am. And so I try and just kind of space out the times that it happens, right? And then the other thing I think about is like, man, sometimes I am just going to get a little bit rowdy. That's just how I am, bro. It is. I just yeah. like high energy. I feed off of it. I, I, I really enjoy it, dude. I really do enjoy it. I thrive in high energy situations sometimes. And uh, I think it's fine, it's cool, because everyone has that side, and if you do, then you gotta let it out. You can't deprive your body of that, dude. Like, that's just how it is. But it's not something I wanna be known for. And so Mm -hmm. that's where the mentality switch happened, where it's like, okay, it's fine if it happens here and there. Like, you're human, dude. You're gonna make mistakes, you're gonna fuck up, you're gonna slip. It is Mm -hmm. what it is. But you just don't wanna be known for it. Right. So make it less common than anything else. Like if it's going to happen, dude, if it's, if it's going to happen, it's going to be like maybe your birthday, maybe new year's, maybe like your best friend's birthday. You're going to go wild. Maybe you go camping. 
but just like do it intentionally. You know what I mean? Like not just because you just get off work and your buddy texts you and he's like, yo, I've got like a bottle and I've got a couple of friends coming over tonight. You want to swing by? And you're like, shit, I was going to do some work. I guess I could do it tomorrow kind of deal. And then you get drunk and then you get hung over the next day. You don't do it. And then you're two days behind, right? Like it's like, dude, it's fine if you plan it and you actually get your work done. Mm-hmm. But I just find with myself, like those are the times that I get choked with myself as if like I just kind of get roped into it, I feel like. And then the times where I don't feel guilty about it is like the times where I've actually designated time. I'm like, hey, it is like we're going to go camping or I'm having a barbecue at my place type of deal. That's so important what you just said. That's so important what you just said. And that's, that's, that's that shift that I started implementing. I feel like you're my counselor speaking to me right now, man. <laughs> I'm appreciating this a lot, Mark. Um, oh yeah. That, that's what it's about. Absolutely, man. It's, it's us, it's us in the flow right now. And then we're learning truths about ourselves and it's helping one another. So this is, uh, it's beautiful. Um, that, that shift though, it's, it's something that I'm so eternally grateful for. And in, like, like you said, instead of you get called up and you get pulled into an environment where all of a sudden you're, you're drinking and then you're putting other things off. It's like, no, I'm going to, this is exactly what I'm going to do this month or this week. And I'm going to get it done. And if I get it done, then this is where I'm going to go at the end. I'm going to go out with my friends. We're going to get blasted. We're going to go to the club. We're going to go get a bottle, whatever it is, right? Whatever your definition of fun is. And so what happens now is not only do you appreciate it more, but biologically, you are training your mind. You are training your mind to win and appreciate the rewards of hard work biologically. So now your mind is going to start understanding that if I work hard, this is going to be a reward at the end of it. And so now when you set a goal, you're more likely to finish and accomplish that goal because your mind is taught that there's going to be a reward at the end. And so it's, it, it goes to a deeper level as well. And so not only do, um, do you feel better when you're there because now you're not thinking about all the things that you're overlooking or skipping because you did all those things, right? But now once you have that night and you have fun with it, you wake up the next day and you're like, wow, that's the feeling of working hard and celebrating. Now, I can't wait to go and set a bigger goal and do something even greater with that. And so, like, I'll, I'll give you an example. We have um, a couple close business partners of mine. We're, uh, we're, 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 we're setting some big goals from now until the end of the year. And so, I'm going to do this. They're going to do that. Together, we're going to accomplish X. And if we all stick to it, we're all going to go to Mexico, five-star resort. We already booked. Here, here's the thing. Here's what we did, Mark. We already booked the hotel. We already booked the flights, everything is booked. So now we know that we have to go to work. So the intention has been set and we know that if we want to go on that trip and enjoy ourselves, now is the time to work hard. Now is the time to, to grind and remember why we're grinding. And so when we're there over New Year's, we're going to be so satisfied and we're going to be so excited to come back and then do something even, even greater. So you, like you said, you can still, you can still have fun. You can still go get drunk. You can still, but if you just change the way that you approach it, it can change your life. Yeah, man. Well, I think that's like with anything. Cause I had so many times where, you know, like as a teenager, I was like super <laughs> bodybuilding. I was kind of working out a lot more. I was much bigger. 
And, you know, like so many times, time after time, I've had people be like, oh, do you want to go for sushi? Oh, wait, never mind. That's probably not in your meal plan. And it's like, dude, mm. you don't understand what my meal plan looks like. Like, but you know, like it's always, everyone thinks that, you know, like kind of wanting to make yourself happier or wanting to make yourself healthier or more efficient or whatever you want to call self-development. I feel like people are always like, it's got to be all or nothing. Like you don't, you can't drink, you can't have fun. You can't have cheat meals. You can't go out with your friends. You can't spend money because you got to save and invest it all. You can't, you know, like everyone thinks it has to be like on or off. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, we're human. Yeah. Like, yeah. do you not get that? Like name yeah. a perfect person. Cause I can't think of one. No, you know, like they, at the end of the day, like, it happens, man. It happens. But you just want to limit how many times it happens. And you want to limit like the negative impacts of it. So you can actually soak in the positive impacts. Mm. Mm. Let me ask you this. Yeah. People try to go, because this is me, by the way. Like, you're again, you're describing me. I don't know how you know me so well already. But I am usually all, all in. It's all or nothing, right? It's black or it's white. And what happens is I will get excited about something and I will say, I'm never doing this again, or I'm, I'm doing this and that's it, like nothing else, right? And then I, I do well for a little bit, right? And then something happens and it throws me off and I fail. And then I'm so mad at myself, like so I, I can't forgive myself, right? And I can't get over that because I failed. I failed in my mind. I failed at being human right mm. I, I failed no i failed because i'm human yeah but I, yeah. i'm not accepting that right mm. so how can somebody how can somebody get over that mark um how can you get rid of that all or nothing mentality yeah i think i think it just like kind of stems like the problem with it is it like it stems from the assumption that it's like yeah i'm never going to do this again right and I think a better way to look at it is when you set a goal, you set up like a, almost like a contingency plan. So like, I'll give you like, kind of like two examples. So if you're like, say you want to read more, but you're like me and you're like high energy, it's tough for you to sit down. Like I can't even sit this long. I'm like moving around. I always, I'm like, I'm fiddling with my pens, man. Like, so if you're like me and you're like, okay, I'm going to start reading 10 pages a book of a uh, 10 pages of a book a day. Right. And, uh, you kind of come from the assumption of like, I can't fail it at all. Otherwise I'm done for it. And then you miss a day. And then like the next day you wake up and you're like, you didn't even notice you missed it the day before. And you're like, damn, dude, I can't believe I missed reading yesterday. I'm such a fucking idiot. Like, how could I not do a simple task like this? And then you get choked and maybe you like, kind of don't read that book. Maybe you're like, you start blaming other things. You're like, maybe that book sucks. It's not interesting to me. I'll start a new book. And then you just go through these weird shifts all the time. Right. But like, say you start from the very beginning, instead of saying, I'm going to read a book every single day, but then you set like one contingency plan. I like, I re I read it in a book. It was called like the if then principle. And so like when you set the goal in the beginning, you set up like a contingency plan. So like, I want to read a book, I want to read 10 pages of it every single day. And then if I miss it one day, I'll read 20 pages the next day. So it's like, if this happens, then this. 
So like you're already mm-hmm. coming from the idea or notion that I'm fucking human, bro. It's going to happen. Like I might, I might miss a step. I might do this, but if this happens, then I'll continue on doing this. Like you set up a contingency for yourself. You set mm-hmm. up from the state, like, dude, like, you know, like 2020 has been the perfect example of this, man. Like you can't predict what's going to happen. You can't predict it. But if you set up as many contingencies as you can, at least you're set up to the point where you don't have to spend that little like hour and a half of like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened to me. You can just take that time and whip it around already. It's like, oh, I knew this might happen. So I already have a plan for it. Right? Right. So like same thing, like if you have like a friend that say like you go out and party all the time, you drink all the time and and you're like, okay, I, I still want to be friends with this person, but I can't be drinking all the time. I can't be doing this. This is like kind of a practical version of what we've been talking about. You can set up like contingency plans. So you'll be like, okay, I'm done with drinking. I'm not going to drink for a while, say 75 days. You have like a time frame, And then you're like, if I have a friend that asks me to party, then I'll decline and I'll invite them to go for a bike ride the next day. Or something like that, right? Like it, it could, it's just like kind of unlimited contingency plans you could set up. And so like, that's kind of even the way I've been setting goals recently is like, I'll set my goal and then I'll just try and think of as many if thens. Like, it's like, okay, if this happens, then I'll do this. If this happens, then I'll do this. And that limits not only like, you don't feel like a failure anymore because you actually feel like a boss. Like you feel like you're like, dude, I've already got a plan for this. Like I knew this could happen. I've already got a plan. So you mm-hmm. spend so much less time, like a talking down about yourself, but also b trying to figure out what to do next. Right. Right. I know I that's think, kind of a really long answer, but like, that's kind of my best way to answer that. No, no, no. That's good. That's good. That's good. And, and if I, if I were to take that and just break it down, two things that I noticed there, number one is the use of definitives and how dangerous that can be. Right. Saying I'm never going to do this again. Mm-hmm. or I'm only going to do this again, or I'm going to do this forever, right? No, nobody's got out here, right? We can't, we can't, we can't, we can't tell ourselves those things and expect ourselves to love ourselves if we're so attached to the idea of a definitive. Well, That's and maybe your goal changes too. Maybe your goal changes. Maybe, exactly, exactly. And, and what happens is, Self-confidence, uh, one of my mentors said this. He said, self-confidence is, is built through keeping the promises that you make to yourself. Meaning this, I say tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up and make my bed, follow my morning routine before I go to work, right? I wake up, I do those things, I go to work. I'm feeling pretty good about myself, right? I say the next, I say tomorrow I'm going to do the same thing. I do it again, feeling even a little bit better about myself now, right? I start walking with a little bit of swagger. Right? You can start hearing it in my tone of voice when I talk to people. And so the more I start keeping those little promises, the more that that self-confidence is going to build up. And the way that I see myself changes, and when I change the way that I see myself, the way that other people see me changes as well. Right? Because your outer is a reflection of your inner. I'm a believer in that. So one thing is using those definitives and how dangerous that can, do, that, that can be to your self-confidence. Because now you miss a day you're like, oh my God, I said I was never going to do this again. And then you can create that spiral. Second thing I noticed what you said is the, what I noticed actually is the level of preparation that you do, 
right? I noticed when you pull out, when you pull out your book, you have, you have the tabs for your 10 pages because you've, you've thought about it, right? You've like, you've, 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 you've set yourself up for success essentially. And I think that is so important. What do you think uh, preparation has um, in, in terms of level of influence on achieving goals? Because I noticed the level of preparation you have and in, in the attention to detail. And that's something that I have noticed when I implemented into my life has helped me immensely with achieving my goals. Yeah. Um, well, Hey, I wasn't always like this, man. It's only probably been like a year since I've been like this, maybe two years. So like, I wish I kind of was like this earlier, but yeah, like discipline and diligence was something I always struggled with. I've always been somebody that learns by failing, man. I can't be told anything. I'm just an, like, I'm kind of thick skulls <laughs> that way. dude. Like I, I just, it is how I am. And so like, I, I've always learned from just kind of failing and just like losing and then being pissed off by that. But in terms of like preparation, I think it is essential, but I think it's essential like that you kind of figure out how it works for you because not everyone prepares the same way, man. But mm -hmm. for like, I'll bring it back to 75 hard just cause it's easy for me to kind of think about right now. It's like the forefront of my mind, but there were certain things that I didn't prep as much like things that I knew were going to be easy, like my workout routine, I pretty much just continued the same workout routine and then just doubled it. So like, I, I just like kind of do like a, a couple workouts because working out for me is easy. I already mm -hmm. know the benefits of it. I've already been doing it for a long time. So it's kind of already concrete in my schedule. Like I, I've already carved out, you know, like I have a gym membership. I have the time carved out and I, I've already, seen the values of it so it's easy for me to motivate myself to do it it's a habit already mm. but the things that i had to prep the most were the things that are hard for me right like it's like i suck at sitting down this long it's really difficult for me to sit down and sit still this long and then to stay focused and looking at the same thing like it's so tough man so i was like hey i'm gonna lose track of like how many pages i've read that day that's just how my brain wanders like I'll be halfway through a page and be like, D -d -d have I read too much? Have I read enough? Like, and then I'll go back and start counting them. And then it's like, dude, you spent 40 minutes counting pages, bro. Like, that's just stupid. So like three <laughs> days before I stacked all the books, I counted out, you know, 75 little like post-it notes. And then mm -hmm. I just put them every 10 pages on the books that I'm reading. So I already know how many books I'll read during this time. I know which books there are because I don't want to think about it. It's already something I hate doing. I'm not good at it either. And that's probably why I hate it. So it's like the less effort I have to put into this and the more automatic I can make it, the better. So that's the way I view preparation is trying to get things to be automatic. Like just so that you don't have to think about it. Like the workouts automatic for me, the diet, mostly automatic. I just have to keep doing what I was doing in terms of meal prepping and Tupperware. It's just basically Groundhog Day in terms of food. But the water, the picture, and the book, I had to prepare certain things. Each of them like different things. Mostly alarms in my phones and then situational cues. Like my picture happens after I shower. That's just in my head all the time now. Mm -hmm. So it's just an easy time for me to do it. I'm in a mirror. I'm like ready for the progress picture. I just showered. So mm. I 
think it's also I think it's allowing yourself to win to a certain extent, you know, and 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 setting a goal and knowing exactly like those those that if then concept, right? Like I'm I'm going on a challenge. If this person approaches me with something that's not aligned with what I'm doing, what am I gonna do? Right? Yeah. Or if everything is going my way during during my day. And then all of a sudden I get a phone call from my mother and she needs me to come over immediately and help her or something. What am I going to do? Right? Like yeah. thinking about those possibilities that could happen and having a game plan in your mind of how you're going to react to those things. It gives you that sense of control over yourself instead of being in that environment, like, like you were saying. And I think on top of that, like I'll, I'll share a story about, about preparation as well. One thing that I tried last week, Last week was one of the most intense weeks in my life because I, I did a full week of, uh, of the, the phase one program, the 30-day program after 75 hard. And so I knew that I had to be focused. And so what I did every single night was I finished my day. Um, I finished my day with, I do my nighttime routine. I do some stretches. I, I, have, uh, I have a journal that I write and I ask myself some questions and I, I, I review the day and I, I, I I relive that day and I see where I could have gone better, what I liked about it, what went well. And so I just kind of wrap everything up. Once I wrap everything up, I take a few minutes and I pre-plan my next day. So I look at my calendar. I look at all the things that I got to get done. I chalk it all in. What I, what I was doing to end the day last week, because I knew it was going to be an intense week, is I started chalking in everything into my calendar, all the tasks that I had to get done hour by hour. And then I would spend 10 minutes, simply just 10 minutes, sitting in the dark, closing my eyes and visualizing how I wanted my next day to be. And so I visualized myself waking up in the morning and what I would do when I wake up. And I got crystal clear with the details. And I don't know what it is, if, it would, there, is some, if there was some pull inside of me or just the, the fact that I just simply visualized it. But I, when I woke up, I simply had to just go through the motions and live my day. And it was exactly how I envisioned it to be many times. And what I, what I found too, is there's certain points in the day where I'll be working so much and I start to drift. My mind starts to go somewhere else. I get fatigued. Um, you know, maybe I get a little bit just uh, distracted and I start going on my phone and I start going on Instagram and I start scrolling whatever it may be, but I don't know what it was, Mark, but I was just so pulled. I was so pulled by something else because I think I took that time to really visualize and really plan that when I was getting off track, I knew where I knew that I had to go back on track. And I feel like my mind subconsciously helped me get back on that. And so like that just shows you like what the level of preparation can really do if you're willing to take those extra few minutes and pre-plan your day. If you're willing to take those few minutes before you go to bed, and instead of just passing out, reading a book or visualizing a little bit or getting off the phone. And it's those little disciplines that if you maintain over time can dramatically change your life. I truly believe that. Yeah, man, hundred percent. I'm a pretty big, like, uh, uh, I'm a pretty big supporter of visualization. That's what I'm trying to say. But like, I, like when I started doing like cardio in the morning, one of the ways I used visualization was basically like, I didn't want to go for bike rides, man. I hated cardio. So I would drive the route that I knew I was going to go and just mm. think about, you know, what I was going to be looking at while I biked around. And I'm like, this is the route that I'm hitting tomorrow morning in like eight hours or whatever. 
And so I would literally just drive around the route and visualize myself, like how I would take the corners and like literally like where my bike would be on the road. You know what I mean? Like that's where I was doing It's just to psych myself up, dude. Like I kind of, I have to feel like that Rocky mentality, like the underdog mentality. Like that's how I push myself. But I I was going to ask you, man, for someone, say like someone's listening to this and they're like, I'm not down to do this 75 hard thing. Maybe they're in the same spot as I was a year ago. They're like, I don't care about that. I'm not reading a book. I'm not taking a progress picture every single day. Like Mm -hmm. maybe they're just like, or maybe they're in the not, not in the best state of mind right now. And they, they're like not even really like able to do something like this because the workouts are just too hard for them. They can't even get out of bed in the morning. They're maybe anxious. Like how could they, how do you think they could use like visualization just to make small improvements in their life? Totally. Totally. Um, I think the most important thing is to realize that you are not alone. Number one, if you're listening to this, you are not alone and you are loved and people love you and, and, and whatever you believe in, right? Whether it's God, whether it's the universe, or energy, you are you are loved by something beyond what you can understand, and there will be brighter days. I believe that in order for light to really illuminate, you have to be in darkness. And so, as much as you know, getting out of bed can be difficult, and not believing in a brighter future can be difficult. We have to understand that there's seasons in life. You know, there's 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 fall, there's winter, there's spring, there's summer right? And so there's ebbs and there's flows. We don't realize that when we go on Instagram, we see everybody's highlight reel, right? And we see the summer all the time. And we think that's how our lives are supposed to be. And so it's easy to get into a place where we think that our lives don't matter. And our lives aren't worth living because we're not living that highlight reel that we see all the time when we tune into social media. And so what I what I've come to understand uh, just through you know reading and personal development is when we wake up in the morning the first thing we got to take a look at is the first thoughts that come into mind and when the first thoughts come into mind are the thoughts that come into our mind thoughts of the past and thoughts of our problems uh, challenges that we're that we're currently dealing with in our past present reality or are we waking up and inspired by a brighter vision of the future. And for, for a lot of people that are in dark times, because I've been there, right, and I still go through that, it's usually because I wake up and I immediately start thinking of all the problems in my life. And what happens is when I start thinking about those problems, I'll then tune into social media and go on my phone right away in the morning, worst thing you can do, by the way. And, and all of a sudden, I see everybody happy, and then it makes me even, even worse. And so I think... For somebody to, to, to get out of that situation, don't feel like you have to go and do something drastic. Don't feel like you have to go and uh, move, move to a new place, right? Get a full makeover, like, like, like just you know, completely change your life because you may be able to do that short term, but eventually you will fall off and, and spiral back into that same routine that you were in before. And so I think little things that you can start either adding or subtracting can start building that upward spiral that you talked about in that book, that upward spiral, right? And some, sometimes, Mark, by the way, subtracting is easier than adding. What can we subtract, right? When we wake up in the morning, 
make sure that this isn't the first thing that you go on. You can go on your phone, right? But maybe, maybe instead of going on your phone right when you wake up, first you go and you shower, you brush your teeth, whatever your routine is, and then you go on your phone. So you take back a little bit of control when you wake up in the morning. I think that's so important, right? Subtracting something like that. Next thing is um, start maybe thinking about where you want to go in life, right? You don't have to take extreme action, but maybe start thinking about where would I like to see myself ideally in five years from now, ideally in a year from now or three years, or what are some things that I really get passionate about in life? And one thing that I did last year was I took a, I took a journal and I wrote down what are the hundred things that I'd like to accomplish in my life. And this was at a point in time where I didn't have any willpower and I didn't believe in myself, but I just started writing. I was like, if there was no limits, if I could do anything I really could set my mind to, what would those hundred things be? And I started writing those things down. And I'll tell you, by when I, when I first started, how I felt versus how I felt when I ended, I, I finished that feeling, feeling excited, feeling a little bit of hope. And so I think if you just get a little bit clearer on where you want to go in life, and then you start taking little actions, it could be as, it could be as little as just starting with the phone, just starting with the phone, or even maybe go off go off of social media for a few days. I did that for two weeks actually during COVID. I actually, um, I broke my phone and then because of COVID, it was tough to get a replacement phone. And so I was kind of forced into a, into a break, but it actually ended up being the best break that I ever could have asked for. My mood went up. Um, I just felt better. I felt cleaner about myself being off social media for a little while. And so maybe a break is what's needed, but even just little things i keep saying little things but seriously little things will eventually lead to big things we think that something is so minuscule that it's not going to matter right like reading 10 pages a day is so minuscule right but if you do 10 pages a day for 30 days how many pages is that that's 300 pages that's all that's what's a full book right yeah. if you do 10 pages a day for a year that's 12 books at least 12 books now if you measure that over two years, three years, that's 36 books by just reading 10 pages a day. Where is your mind going to be when you're 36 books further in growth versus no books further in growth? So those little things that we neglect really do compound in our lives. And I think if you want to get out of that, that darkness, first of all, accept it and know that it's going to pass like everything else does in life. I think we, I think we think sometimes when we're in a bad spot that it's going to stick with us forever. So just realize that this storm too shall pass and start doing little things and you'll, you'll, you'll see, you'll, you'll, you'll start going towards the light. I believe. hundred percent, man. I actually, yeah, dude, I like for a long time, man, like when I was in like a really, really, really dark place, like there was, there was little things that I just neglected, man. And I never even read a full book until probably like two years ago. I'm 25. So like, I don't think I read a full book, like cover to cover until I was probably like 22, 23 was like the first time. Dude. Like I never read. I didn't care to. I'm not good at it. I don't like sitting down for that long. It's not interesting for me. I was kind of like a class clown growing up. No, I didn't think it would be cool to get good grades. And I just wasn't good at it. So, like, I would just kind of Google what the books were about or, like, ask my buddies. 
I never read them in school and I, there was no way I was going to read outside of school. Like the only time I read was like in school and they're like, all right, sit down for 20 minutes and read. And I just read comic books or something like that. Like, you know, I never read a book, but just like kind of doing something for me at least that I'm not good at and something I don't like every single day, just kind of knowing that I have to do it. Like that kind of gives me a little bit more confidence. And then I've read quite a few books now in the last couple of years. Like I've got a pretty substantial stack of just books that I've read because I've told myself now, like if I carry one around and I get to say like work 10 minutes early, then I can crush a couple pages and like, just like doing something like that with my time instead of rolling, like rolling through Facebook, which I usually would do or YouTube, then I kind of feel better with myself. Like I just feel like, like at least you're doing something that can help you out, right? Like I just felt like that's kind of the way it was. But I've had times where even like in the darkest, darkest days, like, dude, like you just don't even do things like simple things like brush your teeth every single day or like, you know, like take a shower every single day or like you're wearing the same clothes for like a couple of days in a row type of deal. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, just neglecting those little things like you say like i keep saying little things man but that is kind of there's no big things without little things man yeah Yeah. right like and it wasn't until i realized that i was like starting to crack down on myself i'm like dude you want to be someone who's confident yet you can't even like make your bed in the morning you can't even take care of yourself like you literally can't take care of yourself you're not brushing your teeth properly you're not like kind of showering properly you're not maybe like paying attention to getting your hair cut. It's been a few months since you've even got your hair cut or you shaved. Like, you know, there's so many different ways you can slip up. I'm just trying to name as many as I can think of, but like maybe for some people it's their diet. Maybe for some people it's like, yeah, man, you can't have the big things without the little things. Like, I just felt like I was like kind of like a shell, man, until I started taking care of myself that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's dangerous because when those, that's that's exactly what I do. When I'm feeling low, the last thing that I want to do is do good habits because we want to, because I want to abuse myself almost. And I don't, I don't feel like I'm worthy. One of the biggest limiting beliefs that I still have up to this day um, from being a kid and playing competitive sports and having a dad that was, uh, you know, tough on me, right? And we have a very interesting relationship is I always had that belief that I wasn't good enough and I wasn't worthy enough. And so it's, it's, it was for me, I would always, I would always get on a good path. And then that, that thought that I'm not good enough would get in the way and prevent me from getting to that next level. And then all of a sudden the downward spiral comes and then the downward spiral comes. I stopped doing the good things like reading the book, brushing my teeth, making my bed, you know, the just the little things like that and then it just gets it gets into a worse spot but i think being able to being able to openly ask ourselves how did i get into this spot and why did i get into this spot did i did i really get into this spot because that person called me an asshole or you know, something didn't go my way. Did I really get there because of that? Or did I get there because I had an underlying belief that I really wasn't enough or that, or that I'm really not a confident person? Like what was, what was it in my environment that triggered something that needed to be healed in me? Right. And, 
And I think, I think those moments are beautiful moments if we allow them to be for us to heal ourselves and coming out of the dark times, knowing what it was that got us there and being conscious enough to prevent ourselves from getting into that same place next time. Maybe it's not going to be the same place. Maybe it'll be in a different place where it's darker, but it's allowing you to go to work on that inner, that inner self. Yeah, man, a hundred percent. It's, um, it's funny, man. I feel like so many people feel like that same struggle of like not feeling worthy enough, not feeling good enough, not feeling like they are able to do certain things. Like how did you kind of notice yourself feeling like that? Because a lot of the times, like I've been struggling with something, but I don't even notice that that's actually what I'm struggling with. I'll think that it's the other things that it's impacting in my life. So like, how did you kind of realize that like, Hey, you know what? Wake up a bit. Like, dude, you don't feel good enough. Like you're like, for some reason you don't feel worthy. Like how were you able to identify that? Great question. Great question. Um, I think it was, it's tough because when we realize, when we realize how trapped we can be in our mind, it's the, the mind is a very, is a very powerful servant, but a very dangerous master. And what happens is when we're living unconsciously, right? Which means that the, the monkey mind, right? The mind that's always thinking about something, the mind that's, there's a million things going on all the time. And when I'm, when I'm talking to you right now, my mind is somewhere else. And that's what happens with, with most of us out there, right? The, it gets to a point where the mind is running us. And as long as the mind is running us, the mind is a, the, the, the mind is the destination of the ego. The ego is the definition of ourselves right and as long as we're in that we cannot see that we cannot see our unconscious behaviors we cannot see our insecurities and our limiting beliefs because we're acting in them we're not taking a step back to look at them so i think it's being able to accept yourself for who you are look at yourself objectively and ask yourself why did i get mad why did i get mad when he said that to me why did I get mad when she said that to me? It's being able to start thinking about what we're thinking about and being almost, able, being almost critical of our own thoughts. You know, if you catch yourself in a moment, any moment, we could be making our bed, driving to work, making food, and all of a sudden we feel emotions and feelings of anxiety or anger or agitation. That is, that is a perfect opportunity to learn about yourself and ask, why am I agitated right now? Why am I frustrated right now? And if you can start asking yourself those questions, the quality of life is based on the quality of questions that we ask ourselves. Because when we start asking ourselves questions, we don't realize the mind is a very powerful tool. And when we ask ourselves those questions, we're starting to guide the mind and instead of having the mind guide us. And now we can start going and finding those answers, right? But it does take a certain level of courage and bravery to be willing to go inside. I know people, I know people in my own family that have lived 40, 50 years and still aren't willing to go to work on themselves, you know? So it is a very difficult thing. What do you think about that? Yeah, man, I can definitely attest to that. Whether they're people in your family or people that you meet, there's so many times where you, I think like the most common way to explain what you're saying is when you hear someone that just says, you know, like, oh, sorry that I reacted this way. That's just how I am. Or like, sorry that this is like the way that I was acting. That's just how I am. And it's like, man, 
that's not really how you are. That's just how you've let yourself become, or that's just how you've like kind of trained your brain to react. Right. Like that's just like, you're kind of, your brain likes to run like the way that it's run before it's more efficient that way. So if you just allow those actions to continue going, then that's just how your brain's going to train itself to do it. Like it's like a runner that runs long distance. If you ask them to sprint, they're like, what do you mean? I run long distance or vice versa. Like that's what they've been training to do. Right. And so it's kind of the same thing. Your brain just kind of is training the whole time, but then you just might not know it. But I find myself the exact same way, man. Like I find like any time that I look back and like, I kind of have been able to, when I'm able to do this, obviously I'm not able to do this every single time, but when I am able to, you know, look back and say, well, why in this situation did I kind of feel attacked? And then for me, when I feel attacked or when I feel vulnerable in a social situation, I'll like kind of overcompensate for it. And that's where I end up making an ass of myself. Right. Because then I have to make myself look like I wasn't vulnerable. And so when I am able to look back and say like, why did I react that way? Because I didn't like it. Or why did I let that person get under my skin that way? And then I think about like, well, what they said, it didn't hurt me because they said it. It's because I already thought that. And when I heard that, it felt like validation. And, and that's, that's where the issue was for me. Does that make sense? Or did I just break up? Because I got a notification that my Wi-Fi sucked for a second. You broke up and it got a little bit slow-mo, like a nice, uh, you know, deep slow-mo voice. But I did hear you. I did make the most out of what you said. All right. If I need, I can switch my Wi-Fi. But if that happens again, let me know. But yeah, that's kind of the way I view. Is it happening right now? You're good now. You're good now. Okay, okay. But that's kind of the way I view it, right? It's it's kind of yeah, it's definitely a skill that you have to you have to develop. I think it's really it difficult is. to be able to reflect on your actions. And yeah. it's also difficult to kind of think that you might be the one at fault, especially when you really think that you're the right one. You're the right, you're the person that's in the right. So it's kind of mm -hmm. a tough thing to do that way. Because our brain, our ego tries to protect us from actually seeing that in the first place, right? Like when you leave a situation, you think, oh, that guy's just a dick. But it's yeah. like, was I maybe the dick? Or like, did I react or perceive him being a dick for some reason, even though he was just joking or he is my friend? Yes. And that's, that, that goes so deep. That goes so deep. And it's the victim mentality that we have where we don't want to take we don't want to take blame and we don't want things to be our fault because if we do then the ego is going to get hurt so the ego like you said is going to try to do everything it can to make us okay and and and, and not be at fault for anything right so we can keep reinforcing that same identity oh i felt bad because that guy was an asshole right so i'm i'm validating those feelings for myself and one thing that we don't realize that if we don't change our personality, we're not going to change our personal reality. You know, things aren't going to change until we change. And so how can somebody change if they're telling you that they don't have any control over the things that are around them? People, one of my biggest pet peeves is excuses in my company, at least, because I, 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 I try to set a good example of, of not making excuses. 
I, if I didn't achieve my goal, it's because I didn't go and do what was required to do. I am not going to blame the weather. I am not going to blame, blame CNN. I'm not going to blame Instagram. I'm not going to blame my mom. I'm not going to blame my car breaking down because what happens, Mark, is if I put the blame onto all these people, right? as to why I didn't get to where I wanted to go, what that's telling myself is that I have no control and that these things in my environment have more influence on me than I do. And if they have more influence on me than I do, then I'm never going to actually see change in my life. The day that you take full responsibility for everything in your life, even if it's something that has nothing to do with you, right? This guy was an asshole to me my fault right how can i how 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 could have i been better perceive this in a different way maybe not even put myself in the situation maybe it was my fault for just being there and that was the only thing that i could take fault for right but as soon as i make that switch from being a victim and saying okay i'm going to take full responsibility for everything what that does now is those five cards that i was blaming before are now in my deck and i have control over those things and if I take control over those things, I can take control over my life and change my life. Yeah. And I think that I, I found with myself accepting the fault or accepting the blame was really difficult for me in the beginning because I was somebody that just liked to blame other people. And I just like kind of felt like things happened to me, right? Like that's how I always felt. Like I was like, oh, how did this happen to me? And then I kind of started thinking about it in the sense that, you know, even if I am the guy who's right all the time, even if I am, right, maybe I am. Like, perhaps I'm just like <laughs> born the perfect person. Maybe it's possible, right? Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> perhaps there's some benefit in just looking at the other side of the coin. Perhaps there's some benefit to just, I know I'm right, but what if I was wrong and how could I have improved? Right. Like that's kind of the way I started to trick myself into thinking this until I realized you're not right, man. You're barely ever right. Like that's just how it is. Like, like I said, I learned from failing. So it's like, why don't I just take the approach that assume that I can do things, do it and then fail at it and then be like, shit, I guess I was wrong. And then just start to think from there. It's like, okay, you were wrong or maybe you could have been wrong. But like, how is there any way that you can learn from this? Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it happened. Like, and you can either look at everything that happens to you and be like, damn, that sucks. Or you could be like, damn, that sucks. But how could I ensure that this doesn't happen to me again? Or if it does happen, it impacts me less. Like, how can, like, like, I'm, like you're already hurting. So like, try and get something good. Like, you know, like claw it back from like whatever is hurting you. It's like, dude, you're already hurting. Like the negative is already there. It is what it is. Like you're already getting the negative. So try and pull something nice out of it, right? Like it's like, well, how could I gain any value from this? Right, right. And I, and I think that comes from a desire to learn. If, we're, if we accept that we want to learn and we want to grow as a human being, then we have to realize that we have to give up everything that we know and everything that we, we perceive to know. If we're always right, then what, what would be the point of learning? So it's going from that mentality of, 
I don't care about being right, but I care about finding out what's right. And most of the time, that's not going to be my truth. It's going to be someone else's truth with more experience, with a different perspective. And it, 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 it's so important. It's so important. And being wanting to be right and wanting to be heard and wanting to know, it, it, it all comes from the ego wanting to be safe right? And it, it's in those negative situations where the ego gets more inflated because it's been challenged so much that it's, it's overcompensating. Like you said, right? You overcompensate for some things when you're hurt. And what that really shows you is that there's something in there that hasn't been, that hasn't been given enough attention to that hasn't been worked on. And so it's just a continuous process of like, if you look at it like a statue, like you're always chipping away at the rock. You're always chipping away at the, at the statue and you're making it look more of a masterpiece. And I think over time, if we keep chipping away, we'll end up with something beautiful at the end of our lifetime. And so I think just being, being willing to chip and being willing to make progress on that, not letting it get sandy and get, you know, rusty and dirty, but, but willing to go to work on that in whatever way that you can. Yeah, man. And I think that I just had this weird thought. I've never thought of it in this way. So I'm still trying to form this right now. So bear with me. But I feel like when you said it comes from a mentality of learning. And I feel like whether you want to say learning or growth or development, whatever it is, like if you are seriously at a point where you're like, hey, um, I've done like all I can do. Like I know everything I need to know and all my actions are just and everything's like golden. Like mm -hmm. that's pretty much like when life's done, like you've already, so you're telling me you've hit the destination. Like, is that what you're saying? So like, yeah. it's almost like, it's almost like that hunger for either like, yo, tell me how I'm wrong. Like what more can I learn? Like how can I juice more and more? Like that is the journey you were talking about earlier. I used to work with a guy actually who would say, don't ever tell me you're giving a hundred percent because at that point you're almost useless to me. That means you can't improve. Like, like this isn't your a hundred percent, whether it feels like it or not is another story, but this is not your 100% because if it is, you're done growing, you're done developing. And that's not what we need right now. We need to grow. We need to develop. Wow. Wow. Like that's, that's what he would say to us. I, we would, we would be like, he, you know, it was a sales environment. He'd be like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you hitting this goal? Why hasn't this been met yet? Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, I'm doing like a hundred percent. This is all I can do. He'd be like, yeah. well then what, like, what can I help you with? If that's all you can do, like, why yeah. don't you just admit that there's certain ways you can grow? And it forced us to admit like, okay, you know what? I could be more diligent with my phone calls or maybe I'm not saying the right things or maybe I'm not listening properly or maybe there's any like unlimited factors of how you could develop. Like just to assume that you've already nailed it. Like, yeah, I already know everything. I'm good. It's like, okay, then yeah. you're done developing. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. To everybody listening to this podcast, you know, I come across the odd person one time that says, Oh, I'm satisfied with who I am. Like, I don't need to learn more. I don't need to, I have an okay life. Like I'm okay. Right. And whether you want to actually say that or just admit the fact that you're telling yourself that in your mind and you're not saying it out loud, what happens when the growth reaches its pinnacle? What happens after that? Death. After the, the decline starts to come. When you reach the peak of growth, 
right? Then comes the decay. So if you're not growing, you are dying, right? You see this little plant over here? This is my new friend. I actually just got him a few weeks ago. And the difference between me and him is that I will get in my own way. He is never going to get to a point and say, oh, I think I'm tall enough. I think I'm going to call it quits now. A plant isn't going to say that. What is a plant going to do? A plant is going to grow to the highest that it possibly can. We as humans have the curse of being able to get in our own way and stop growing because we have that ability to critically think and analyze and observe ourselves, right? It's also the biggest blessing if we know how to do it properly. But I think looking at nature, right? And saying, well, a plant, a tree, right? Animals, they are always gonna try and perform to the best that they possibly can. Grow to the maximum level. We can learn from that as human beings and realize that we come from nature as well. And that it's our, I think it's our, it's our duty to evolve. It's, it's not only our duty for ourselves, but the people around us to become our best version. That's one thing that I'm, that I'm, that I'm obsessed with right now, Mark, is chasing my potential and seeing what I'm really made of and knowing that there's going to be a shit ton of mistakes along the way, a shit ton of failures, a lot of, a lot of tears. I cried on 75 hard, man. Like there was a couple of moments where I was like, one of, I think day, it was early on. It was either day seven or day 17. I can't remember. It was a seven though. And I go to bed and I'm about to fall asleep. It's 2 a.m. It's, it's later than usual. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I didn't do my second workout. I get out of bed. I get out of bed and I go on my damn walk outside at, at 2 a.m. in the morning. And and, and those are the moments that I'm eternally grateful for, though. I don't remember the easy days being on that challenge. I remember the days where it sucked, right? But I remember, I remember the person that accepted the suck and went through it, and I fell in love with that dude. And that, that helped me build a good relationship and a good identity. Yeah, man, 100%. I, uh... Man, yeah, I always get like that little thing. I haven't, I haven't experienced that yet, man. But that is insane, dude. That is so <laughs> thick that you actually did that. And you have that story to tell, man. That is so sick. <laughs> the only thing I've had like similar to that, I'm not going to like show pictures of it or anything like that. I don't know if you saw this the other day on my Instagram, bro. But I shot a nail into my hand. I work in construction during the week for people that don't know. I shot a nail through my finger and oh. uh, I guess I could show the x-rays cause that's not like that bad. I don't but, think I saw this. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty uh, unreal, man. Here I'll show like, I just don't want to get like too graphic and have people. So like, if you don't like things and you're just <laughs> watching the video, you want to look away. If you're just listening to the podcast, you're safe. But like, that's the x-rays there. I, I just shot through my finger, like my middle oh, finger there. My. And so it sucked. I had to go to the hospital. Yeah. And so when I'm sitting in the hospital, bro, um, I couldn't do my reading. So I was kind of stressing about that. And I was like, I'm hungry and I can't just like buy food. Like I like have my food prepped. Right. And I didn't have it with me in the hospital because I didn't plan on shooting myself in the finger. So (laughs) 
I did like as much as I could do, like while I was there, I wasn't able to like measure how much water I was drinking, but I was slamming as much as I could. And I was just, I remember sitting there thinking, dude, you still have one more workout to do. Like I was sitting in the hospital getting like injections into my hand <laughs> to numb my finger so that they could pull this nail out. And I'm sitting there thinking, you still have one more workout to do. Like, what are you going to do? Like, wow. I, you know, I was like, what are you going to do? Cause I had planned on going to the gym with one of my buddies after work. And it's uh -huh. like, good luck grabbing anything right now. Like my finger was so swollen that day, man. But oh I, I just looked at the doctor and I was like, yo, I'm going to go work out later. But like, just let me know right now in terms of like not infecting this finger. Like what, what am I able to do? And she's like, you're kind of being a pansy about this. Like you can pretty much do anything other than grab things really hard. So like maybe don't lift weights, but you're good to go. And I was like, wait, yeah, dude, you can do anything. Like just go for a run, like go for a bike ride. Like, you know, it's, it just shows two things. It shows how fast we doubt, like what we're able to do. Cause I was like, I got a nail in my finger, man. I got a nail in my finger. Like how am I going to work out? And she's like, what do you mean? Go for a run. And I was like, oh, yeah, I could just do that. Like, solution was right in front of my face, man. Wow. But I was so, like, for her for challenging you like that. Yeah, she didn't say it in that way, but that's kind of the message I got from it. Like, she was just <laughs> like, she was just like, it's your hand, dude. Like, you can go for a run. You can wow. do anything. But, wow. but the other thing is, like, yeah, it, it just kind of, yeah. So I guess it shows you that. Like sometimes you just like get blinded by the issue and you're not even focused on like what the actual opportunities are. But then as well, it kind of just made me feel so much better when I was like going for a bike ride, bro. And like my hand is literally throbbing and still bleeding and I'm just sitting there on my bike ride and I'm just trying not to lean on that hand. And I was just thinking in my head, I was like, yo, as much as like the first 20 minutes of it was brutal. I was like, this is stupid. I want to turn around. I should be icing my hand. I should be taking care of myself. I'm like sweating into my open wound right now. Like this is <laughs> stupid. And then the, after that, the next 20 minutes, I felt like a rock star, man. I felt like I tuned into that like Rocky Balboa when he's like running through the snow with the log on his back type deal. Like I was yeah. like, dude, this is it. This is it. Like this is the grinder mode. Like this is and like, it's so easy to flip into that, man. But it takes me, I guess, like 20 minutes, I guess. And just and doing know, the action. Doing the action. And you know what, Mark? One thing you should appreciate about yourself, I'm going to feed your ego a little bit. How many people would have said... <laughs> yeah, here we go, here yeah. we go. Even I have something to say to your viewers after this too. Um, how many people do you think would have sat in that hospital bed and said, screw it? I'm going to go and heal my finger and then go back on this challenge. I am not going to go work out right now. And you know how many people would have said that? So many. It's so easy when something like that comes out to just say, oh, you know what? I, I can't do it. The fingers, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go on it later. And we, we, we tell her, we convince ourselves in our mind that it's okay to fail because of, because of something that happened. Dude, I was like on the first step of that journey when I started doubting if I could work out. Yeah, and but but you convince yourself to go and do it, and you're on the bike, 
And you are going to remember that more than any other easy day. I promise you that you are going to think back and be like, wow, that dude is a beast. And when you think about yourself that way, your identity is going to start to shift. And that's just such a, that's such a powerful thing right there. You should really appreciate, appreciate yourself for going through that because that's, that, that's a sign of separation from the pack. Yeah, I'd say that it's like more of a mental feat than a physical feat because I don't think that going on a bike ride with a bleeding finger is like a very difficult thing to do. Literally anyone could do it. Pick up Mm -hmm. a sheet of paper the wrong way, get a paper cut, go for a bike ride. Not a tough thing to do. But the difficulty for me was the mentality. Like it was like the mental shift of like, oh man, I'm in pain now. This sucks. I haven't drank enough water. I haven't done my reading. Maybe I should sacrifice this time for my reading. Like I was going through all of these little mental loops and like, I just kind of got to the point where I look at the doctor. I said, can I work out? And she's like, yeah, (laughs) what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, okay, sweet. That's all I needed. Like that was literally it, you know? Wow. And so like, sometimes it just comes from even like verbalizing the problem, I guess. Like, it's like, hey, dude, can I do this? And then someone's like, yeah, go for it. And you're like, oh, okay, sweet. Like, oh, that's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, so let's, let's use the if-then situation because you, you taught me this today, right? Yeah. What if the doctor said, oh, you probably shouldn't work out? What would you do then? I've had that before. And um, I, I guess like if then would be like, if I'm told that I can't work out, then I'll find a, some sort of a way I possibly can move. And so like a long time ago, this is not professional advice I would give to somebody. I actually don't <laughs> recommend you do this at all. But when I was 19 years old, I was doing my first and only bodybuilding competition. It was junior bodybuilding, Popeye's Fall Classic. and I was pretty much prepping by myself. I didn't have like a coach or anything like that. I was just being helped by one of my buddies. And about five weeks out, I was still lifting like as heavy as I possibly could while I was dieting pretty aggressively. And I ended up, I remember there was a point where I was like, I think I broke one of my ribs. Like for some reason, whenever I move wrong, I can't breathe. Like all of a sudden my breath just gets taken from me. And I remember going to my doctor and I was like, what's going on, doc? Like, I think I broke a rib. And she's like, can you move around? Can you do this? Can you breathe here? And she's like, you definitely don't have a broken rib. Take your shirt off, like move around a little bit. And then she ends up taking me to a physio as well. Well, not taking me, but referring me. So I see a couple people and the results come back and they're like, dude, you've uh, torn your serratus. So it's like the muscle that holds your rib cage to your spine in the very back here. It ties all the way around, but that's where I tore it was where it ties into your spine. And I, I was five weeks out from my show and they were like, dude, you shouldn't be like doing much at all. Like you can just go to work. Like as long as your work's not physical and, um, like chill out man like you've got a torn muscle in your back and it's attached to your spine and so if you had asked me at that time if you got told you couldn't work out then what would you do bro you know what i did i went and squatted that day (laughs) it didn't affect me and then that really really hurt really badly and i was like well i guess i can't squat again Like, I guess like for me, like it was deadlifting and squatting were out of the question. I tried it 
I did one set with a barbell on my back and my back mm. felt like I was about to be in a wheelchair. I was like, this does not feel good. So I pretty much, I still went to the gym twice a day, but I limited myself to any exercise where I didn't have to move that way at all. Any like pretty much it was, it was just machine work. Like I was sitting in like a chest press and I would do it one armed and just kind of push it sideways. So I just didn't have to move that muscle. Right. Like that was mm -hmm. the way I was thinking is like, well, what can I do? Like what, what's the bare minimum? What can I do at this point? Because I'm five weeks out from a bodybuilding show. There's no way like after committing this much time, money and energy that I'm backing out of this bodybuilding show. Like that's just the way I, so maybe it didn't serve me best because I still deal with that injury to this day. I'm 25. So it's been six years of just like kind of semi doing physio for it. Um, it's, uh, it sucks, but that's just how I am. Right. Like, I don't think it served me well. I only placed fifth in that show and I was pretty choked about that. And there was just a lot of like kind of negativity that probably could have been avoided, but that's just like how my mentality was at the time. Right. And that just shows the power of a made up mind. And, and sometimes maybe even though it didn't serve you that well in that scenario, but Having that, I think having a certain level of stubbornness is important and, and not being easy to shift off of something when you really want it, if it's going to be good for you. And so I, I think, you know, you having that and you saying like you can be a little bit extreme, rowdy, you know, you know, fired up and, uh, you know, even stubborn and, and not listening to a certain point you learn from failure. I think when you can harness that in the most positive way, it will serve you big time, my friend, because putting your mind onto something and saying, I don't care what happens. I'm going to make sure that it happens. Then uh, that, that's how you're going to get to the, to the dreamland right there. That's how you're going to get to places that most people don't achieve. And um, some of the thing happened with me when I was not to this, any extreme state, but like one of my, one of my closest mentors, when I went on 75 hard uh, this time and I did it, I was like, I, it was within the first 10 days for sure. And he asked me, he was like, Oh, like I saw your, your Instagram, you're on 75 hard. I was like, yeah, I just, I just started, I started it up. I'm going to finish it. And he laughs. We're on a zoom call. He laughs in my face and he's like, let me know what day you fail on. And I don't know if he did that on purpose to, to, to get me like going or if it was actually doubting me. Right. Which either way, whatever way it was that pissed me off. And what that did was that put me even straighter on the line that I was at. I am like this asshole, right? Told me that he laughed at me and doubted me. I'm going to go and show him what's up and I'm going to go. And so sometimes like those negative things in our environment can actually fuel us to go further down that path too. Yeah. It's a tough one. You got to have like kind of the neurological circuits already set up in that way. I just yeah. find for myself, like, I didn't even realize this about myself at the time. So it's not like I was able to see it happening, but I've realized it afterwards looking back. And I realized that I was in such a dark place, man, like really just like didn't have much self-worth. And I was kind of just so desperate for a change that I would latch on to anything that made me feel good. And that became my whole world and it became obsessive. Like that's kind of where I was coming from. It wasn't like a, like a, oh, I can push through anything or 
you know, like I can achieve anything I want. Like it didn't come from like that, like kind of alpha male mentality that you see all over Instagram. Like it was just kind of at the time I was looking back, like looking back at it, it's like, dude, I was just so desperate for a change and so desperate to feel any confidence or feel good. I was willing to give up anything. I was like, if I tear a muscle in my back, dude, it's not like I'll feel worse than I do already. Like I just felt so bad, man, that I was just so desperate for a change. And I think that like kind of, it's, it's something that translates later on. Like it's something that kind of translates later on to the point where like, that's where you see these guys that are portraying that alpha. If they are the real genuine thing, like that's where it comes from is like a hunger or a desperation from the beginning. And then, like you said, they've learned how to harness it afterwards to use it in positive ways. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to already be so set on it and so intentional about it for that to help fuel it. Absolutely. 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 I, I think, yeah, getting out of that, that, that dark spot is one of the most challenging things, you know, that, that we can ever go through. But if I look at the dark things in my life, they're the most prominent memories that I have because they were so traumatizing. But I also know that I wouldn't be the person that I am today without going through those things. Right. And being able to look in the mirror and say, dude, like, just remember, like whatever's happening right now in your, in your daily challenges, just remember where you came from and, and the progress that you've made. And so it, it, it's, 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 a, it's a rewarding feeling to look back at those challenges. And even if you're in a dark time right now, you can still probably look back on your life and find another dark time that you were in. Maybe it's not as severe or intense, but you can look back at that for an opportunity to learn and, and find out how you got out of that time. Right? What were some of the steps that you took? Who were some of the people that you were around? Right? What were some of the conversations that you had or the things that you eliminated from your life? And so going sometimes just looking back in the past and using it as a good as a good teacher uh, it can even help you through that dark time as well. I just want to say, Mark, um, I love what I love about your show and, and what you're all about is that you're so right when you say a lot of the males on Instagram are very alpha and it's very like, like success, like this, that, bike, you know, what, whatever it may be. And, but I come on your show and I see your level of vulnerability and I see you, I see you coming out here and saying, I've struggled with mental health, right? I've been through darkness. A year ago was one of the most challenging points in my life. And what I want to let you guys know is that I'm here for you. I listened to you say that a few times on your episodes and I was like, dude, like this is what people need to hear. And so I'm so appreciative of what you're doing and I'll support you in any which way that you need help with to get your voice out there to the, to the higher level. Absolutely, bro. Because I think that uh, men with this level of vulnerability that you have are the strongest men out there and you will resonate with so many more people and just the guy that comes on and shows that he's this success alpha dude, like you were going to touch hearts, man. And so I really appreciate what you're doing, man. I really support that. Thank you, bro. I really appreciate that. Thank you, man. That's actually, Jesus, man. That's, that's, I didn't expect that. And thank you, man. I appreciate that a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. My man. It's 1140 now. Good morning, everybody, by the way. I didn't say this yet, but good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're listening to this at, but 
dude, it's 1140 now. We've been chatting for about two hours. I'm going to let you go pretty quick. But I don't know if you've listened like to any of the other like podcasts or interviews. I want to let you know, man. Um, I don't do my own outros. So you're actually going to do it for me. I'm really lazy that way. But before I kind of <laughs> let you take the stage, I'll just say this, man. I'll just say this. Thank you so much for this, man. This was a sick conversation. And like, I, I didn't take notes for this because I, well, I wrote down just the name of Ed Milet, but I, uh, I didn't take notes. I'm going to listen to it again and take my notes afterwards just because I wanted to listen to you a lot. And I get that privilege because it's my recording so I can do that. You'll do the same thing later <laughs> because I just want to let people know as well, like, uh, like Matt said earlier, I'm actually going to be on his show as well uh, in the upcoming weeks. So it's going to be pretty sick. If you like this kind of conversation, be sure to check his out as well, because I'm sure it's going to be like similar themed. We're going to talk about the same things, but it will not be a repeat of this. So it will, uh, it'll be definitely more content like this. Uh, Matt, I don't do my own outros. So here's the requirements that I have for my outro. Cause you're going to do it for me and you can just freestyle it. So that's the way I like it. There's no way to prepare for it. There's two things I require. Uh, you need to tell people where they can find you. Okay. And you need to give them a positive message and that's it. And then we say peace out. All right. All right. All right. Sounds good. What a privilege, man. Thank you again for this opportunity. It was a great conversation. And yes, oh, next week you, you're going to hear less about me babbling <laughs> and more about Mark babbling. So I'll be asking him the questions this time. Um, y'all can find me on my Instagram handle at Matt Chima. Um, shoot me a DM, right? Give me a follow. Let's connect. I'm always looking to connect with people that, that are chasing the good life that want to better themselves. And so we want to create a positive community. And I trust that anybody listening to Mark would be a friend of mine as well. So you can find me at Matt Shima and the message that I have today for you is that the only limits that you have are the ones that you have placed on yourself and you are no different than any other person that you look up to in life that's been to the places that where you want to go. So you can get there, right? There is, there is a path for you to follow. You were born with a gift and I hope that you find it in yourself to go and pursue that. And so that's the message that I have, the positivity message. Thanks again, Mark. I appreciate that. Are we going to say peace out together or are we going to, we, uh, we can yell peace out. Yeah. I'm just going to say this one last thing, man. If you're sure. brand new to this stuff, if you've never seen it before, you've never listened to it before, you've never heard us say anything like that. You've never heard my name. You've never heard Matt's name. Then this is the kind of stuff that we talk about. If you find this kind of content interesting or helpful or useful or entertaining, then please, all I ask is that you just kind of like tell it to a friend that wants to kind of improve their life. Tell it to a friend that just maybe has struggled or is struggling or just wants to kind of carve a new path. Like I don't make money off this stuff. I'm not asking you to donate to me or pay me or anything like that. My intention is to try and help people. So if you know someone that could benefit from this, all I'm asking is you refer it to them. And if you have heard this stuff before, then thank you so much for supporting this kind of stuff. Man. Like That's all I wanted to say. Thank you guys so much. Cause every time someone says that they see value in this, it just makes me feel like I'm on the right path. So thank you guys so much, man. That's it. That's it, man. Beautiful We're throwing stuff. up the peace out. This will be the thumbnail right here. Bang. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs>